Remember, for it to be a forward pass, it's got to go forward. Kaepernick, end zone, Crabtree, broken up, picked off! This game is over! Well, I'm the best corner in the game! When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get! Don't you ever talk about me! L.O.B. He wants to get in a fight, you can't do that! A quarterback, you can't fight! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're very welcome along to uh, the NFL Off The Ball podcast. Uh, as ever, we're joined by Sam Monson at PFF underscore Sam, Kian Fai at Kian AF on Twitter, and uh, also with us, as ever, Donnie Mahoney. You're all very welcome, lads. Um, uh, this was an interesting week that we've uh, just had plenty to talk about on and off the field. Um, I think, though, we're going to start with a minor Twitter spat that seemed to be evolving between you two. Uh, started, uh, has, I, I would suggest... Undoubtedly started by you, Keen. It's always started by me. I pick all the fights. What's going on? Uh, no, it's actually, I was just messing with Sam because he wrote a piece this week about um, Justin Houston being overlooked, basically, and I, I just agree with him. He, Justin Houston is a Chiefs outside linebacker who should be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. And this is a piece that you'd written six, seven weeks ago? You were, oh, you, of course. You were, I'm always were... much far ahead of him. Like, but... All right. <laughs> Jesus. This is tough, Sam. Yeah, I mean, sadly, I don't have the time to read anybody's work to play <laughs> drive it at this stage. Ooh, harsh. Burn. <laughs> That's harsh. Uh, let's start with Johnny Football because it's the most interesting, entertaining uh, crap out that we've seen um, since maybe RG3 or, I don't know. Mark Sanchez? Yeah, it's up, it's up there, isn't it? Well, to flame out, that presumes that you were once a flame, like that you were once this incandescent uh, beautiful thing Johnny Football I don't even think I don't know if he's ever been if he's ever proved it in the NFL I remember maybe being up at one in the morning some Saturday night in the summertime Kean was online as well the Browns were playing a preseason game against uh, St. Louis I think maybe and they threw Manziel in there and it was some of the worst football I'd ever seen and it seems like he's only gotten worse since then uh, the big story this week was that he arrived five hours early for practice one day to try and make sure that he was on top of what the game plan was. Sam, I would argue that maybe he should have been shown up five hours early for practice all season. <laughs> well, he clearly... I think we're seeing why the Browns were so reluctant to put him in. You know, we've been saying for weeks that Brian Hoyer had played himself out of a job. And in that offense that's designed to be as quarterback-friendly as it can really get, at some stage, they just reached the point where they said, you know, how much worse can Johnny Football be? You know, Hoyer's playing terribly. This should be really easy. Surely he can't be that bad. But it turns out he was. He was every bit that bad. And as bad as Brian Hoyer was, Manziel was worse somehow. So we've seen the the evidence of what they've, they were saying with their actions, that he just clearly was not ready. And at this stage... You know, I know it's still his rookie season, and for a raw quarterback, sometimes you don't expect those guys to be ready in year one. But it's at the end of that rookie year, and for him to still look this bad and this clueless, that's kind of worrying. I can't actually remember where in the draft, how many other quarterbacks went. Did Teddy V go ahead of him? Blake definitely did. Yeah. Only one. Only one. Only Blake Bortles went ahead of him. 
So yeah, Bortles went in the Bortles went third overall. Manziel went twenty second, and no one went in between. Okay, so they could easily have not taken him and uh, maybe tried to get some other very good players who went below and, and been happy with Teddy Bridgewater and everything around him as opposed to the circus and the nonsense that they've got with this guy. Is this terminal though? Maybe we're overreacting to a very small sample size. Um, how terminal is it? Maybe that's a better question, Kian. I well, I may be a little bit biased in terms of only looking at this display because going back to college, I didn't have much faith in him. My my thing with Manzel is what you saw this weekend is there is just everything needs to be worked on. Like you can look at Blake Bortles and you can say he's got mechanics problems, he's got accuracy problems, and those are the things he needs to fix to become a good quarterback. You look at Bridgewater and you say he's got everything. He just needs needs to uh, be able to throw the deep ball. He needs to be a little bit more aggressive. But then you look at Manziel and you go, he needs to learn how to play from the pocket, he needs to learn to be more accurate, he needs to learn to read defences, he needs to learn how to throw the ball, he needs to learn his footwork. And you're thinking, sure, guys guys can get better, but how much better can he really get? And if, if you're that much of a project, is it going to take three years? And are you going to get three years? And I, I just, I, I think it's very likely, uh, it's, it, it's possible that he can turn into a good player, but I just think it's very unlikely because of how much he has to work on. There's also this, Excuse me, X factor with Manzel in that everybody hates him, and everybody seems really, really inspired to destroy him and to take him out and to kind of rub his face in it and do the the dollar sign thing. And like it, when people hate you that much, and like you're giving them an advantage, he's already working against his physical limitations. He's a short dude; doesn't I would doesn't seem like he's got the best arm strength in the world. And then you throw in all these linemen who basically want to rip his head off for the fun of it. Yeah. It's not a good combo. Yeah, I wonder how his team played for him as well because they were playing really well. They, this is a team, they were playing the Bengals who they had annihilated mm. and suddenly they couldn't protect him. They couldn't get the run game going at all. Their receivers didn't seem to be interested in catching the things that he was throwing in their direction and yeah. certainly sometimes they weren't even thrown in their direction. This weekend against terrible Panthers, I think will show just how much of a future Johnny Football has in this league. Hmm. That's a harsh pronunciation, uh, uh, prognostication rather from Donny, but we'll see. All right, let's move to some of the um, very good football players who played as bad as Johnny Football at the weekend. Uh, what the hell happened to Aaron Rodgers, Sam? <laughs> That's a good question. I think, you know, even when Aaron Rodgers doesn't play at his best, you usually don't see very bad decisions from him. But there were a few in this game that were just completely uncharacteristic. Um, you know, the Bills played pretty well, uh, and they're a sort of sneaky good team, the Bills. There's a lot of talent on, on both sides of the ball. So I don't think it's it's not a massive shock that they were able to, to win, but it's a big shock that Rodgers was a, main, a major factor in that happening. Uh, I saw a stat about the amount of drops that there were, which was actually more in this game than the team had had for most of the rest of the season. There was a number of very clear opportunities. Uh, Jordy Nelson, everybody was giving out about him dropping a, uh, what would have been an 80-yard touchdown. Not me. No, you were delighted. Well, <laughs> it swung the fantasy playoff game for me, so I was really happy. Uh, okay, so all of those people who had our, our, had Jordan Nelson in their team were giving out. Those who were against him were delighted. But um, is that just a, an aberration? Or when a performance like this stinks so badly, how easy or otherwise is it for the team to move on from that? I think you've got to dismiss a certain, you know, when you have a kind of a record number of drops, I think you had six in the game. 
you kind of have to dismiss that as just one of those things. That's not going to happen every week. They, they've usually got a pretty sure-handed group of receivers. Um, and, you know, I don't think a bad Aaron Rodgers is going to turn up every week. I think sometimes you just got to accept that they, they didn't have the best game and they, they found a team that was a pretty good team and, and capable of taking advantage of them when they didn't play at their best. So it, it hurts, but I think they're going to come back refocused this week and they still have to lock up that division, let alone the the rest of the playoffs. I'd love to see the Bills uh, make it all the way to the playoffs and they're a game back from the wildcard spot at this point so it's kind of unlikely it would take a, a weird sequence of events I think for them to be able to do it and they'd have to be amazing down the stretch and a lot, you know a lot of different things but there's been clear signs that here's an, an excellent defence they have some weapons in the offence Keen, um, a sense that there's something building there or is this as good as it gets for them? Wait, can I just be sure? Did you just say you'd love to see Kyle Orton in the playoffs? Well, it's, I'm more thinking that I'd like to see the rest of the team. No, I, I, I think um, they're a very, very good team. And I think the, the biggest thing is they missed on EJ Manuel two years ago. and Yeah, yeah two years ago now. And they gave up on him quickly because, a bit like Manziel, the way we were talking about Manziel, they, they kind of gave him no choice. His performances just weren't anywhere near good enough. Uh, and I think a lot of the Packers' loss last week was about the Bills, about how good they are defensively. And they're a good, they have a good supporting cast on, on offense. They don't have a great one. They've got a lot of receivers that you like. And obviously Orton isn't great, but he's serviceable to an extent. But I, I think a lot of it last week was just the Bills being quite good and the, the Packers being, be, being a team that's good on the road, but not great like they are at home. So we kind of our perception of them a little bit gets, gets a little bit blurred. But in, in the AFC, I think once any team gets in, they're going to have a chance to go to the AFC Championship at least. But once you get to that point, you're looking at Denver and New England. So the Bills probably would be a nice team in the playoffs, but they've probably got a limited ceiling. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on because uh, somebody else who wasn't playing particularly uh, well was Peyton Manning at the weekend as well. Now, subsequently it emerged. He's got a thigh problem. He had the flu. He was puking into his towel in the huddle and stuff. And uh, that's just the truth of it. And the Broncos managed to find a way to work around that. Well, that, I mean, if you... Yeah, that's true. He wasn't very good the week before that against Buffalo. Hasn't been amazing for yeah. the last five or six weeks. There's, since, there's one, there was one brilliant week in the middle of it, but... Yeah, since autumn kind of took its grip on America and the weather began to change and the nights began to get colder, it hasn't been the same kind of lights out Manning throwing darts and stuff I would say this about him you and I Jerry we're both men in our mid-30s yeah mid-30s yeah it's great to see an athlete who looks old we don't there's not many <laughs> no it's amazing it, like we don't get many chances to be like oh look at that old guy <laughs> that guy's making us look making me feel young yeah and Manning in that Chargers game throwing those terrible looking passes gimping around the place it was great to see not, not. I didn't take any joy in his suffering. No, I understand. But as a sports fan, you know, you you get tired of seeing nineteen-year-olds doing their thing. Yeah, they, um, they look like children these days. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I heard an interesting rumor today that the um, the Tennessee Titans might be considering a Peyton Manning uh, ownership move. All right. Where he would retire and buy them and sort of. Uh, give them a sort of legitimacy that they don't have. Manning is a graduate of the University of Tennessee. Would they not be better off kind of saying you could have one season as their quarterback? As a player owner? Yeah. Well, that would be you that know, would be pretty cool. Well, they've got no choice, really. Like, what else the hell? That team, no, that team is gone. But And it's, a, the, it's like a morally bankrupt franchise. So why not 
they're 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 kind of pinning their hopes on Peyton coming in and saving them. Anyway, look, I don't know. Is maybe we're getting to the end of the Manning uh, career? I wonder. This is it, right? It has to be. Can you do? Can you see? Can we be? Are we gonna be sitting here in 2015? 2015, yeah, talking about old man Peyton Manning at age 39. I don't think. So. Sam, you have a long track record of writing off quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't think it's a long track record. More just a particularly <laughs> acute one that seemed to get everyone kind of riled up. We'll do it again, surely, right? This is the end for Peyton Manning. It, it looks like it now. It, this is him managing games in a way that if Alex Smith was putting in these performances, he'd be getting slaughtered for. Yeah, I think we've. I think Manning isn't what he was. Um, he's still capable of winning against pretty much anybody. It's going to be interesting. I think his career or the end of his career is going to be dictated by how successful the Broncos are. If they can. If they can win a ring this year, I can't see any way he comes back. Yeah. I think that's what he's chasing is that John Elway ending where, you know, he gets to say goodbye with the Lombardi trophy. But if they don't win this year, you know, if, if the Patriots beat them in the championship game or if they get to the Super Bowl again and come up short, I think it's going to be tough for him to walk away because even if he is only, you know, 80% of what he was, that's probably still good enough to get them back to the playoffs next year. You know, it's, it's a good team around them. And if it is, you know, again, even Manning 80% in the playoffs, he's got a shot. So why wouldn't you take it again? Yeah, I mean, and when you think of, when you look at uh, Jay Cutler getting benched for Jimmy Clausen today and um, the the farce in uh, in Washington, yeah. like Manning's still top five quarterback in the league at age 39. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much worse, How what percentage of Peyton Manning does he have to fall to to still to be worse than Jimmy Clausen? But he's not. Then he's just doing it as a job. It's no longer about. So he'll go. He'll come and play these games and get beaten. And there'll be every young pretender in town hammering him. And eventually, it just becomes kind of something that we don't really want to watch anymore. Because yeah, but I, I think he'll. I think he'll stay as long as he still thinks he's capable of winning. Um, and you when know, you say win, still... when you say winning, do you mean having a, a, a nine and seven season? That, I mean, getting to the playoffs. Right. If you can get the team to the playoffs, then you've got a chance of a Super Bowl. And that's that's what everybody's shooting for. And I think Manning can still fall a reasonable amount and the, the Broncos to still be in contention for the playoffs. And then, you know, once you get there, like I say, it's anybody. So, I, you know, if, if he fails this year, I think he'll probably come back. The Broncos beat the Chargers 22-10. And in some ways, that's as impressive given the difficulties they had at quarterback as what the Pats did when they annihilated the Dolphins with that deluge of points in a very short period of time. Um, and obviously these two quarterbacks are always going to be compared and contrasted. At the moment, the graph is pointing up for Tom Brady and for the uh, Patriots. But actually, Keen, the truth is that Brady's game itself hasn't been as impressive as the box scores over the last couple of weeks. So there's still room for his opponents in the playoffs to think, well, this isn't Tom Brady from the dynasty era Pats. This is latter career Tom Brady. And sometimes in the playoffs, things don't work out for him. I actually think the Broncos and the Patriots are kind of in that boat because the Broncos' defense has been very, very good lately. And they have they have a lot of young talent on that side of the ball as well, which will play into Manning's decision whether he comes back or not. But for the Patriots uh, individually, it's really about Gronk and Revis now at this stage, I think. Gronk has completely changed that offense. He changes the running game. He changes the, the passing game. He changes everything simply because he's a guy that the defense looks at and goes, we have to try everything everything we can to stop him. But even if we do that, it's still not going to work. And on Revis, on the other side, it, it's it's a bit like with Sherman and Earl Thomas when we talked about last year when 
the Seahawks are on the way to their Super Bowl. With Revis, you're just you're scared of going near him. You're scared of throwing the ball anywhere near him, and they'll put him on the, the receiver you like to go to most. And while you, you, it's easy to say, oh, we'll just not throw to that receiver and we'll focus with our other weapons, it has a knock-on effect and it, it tightens the field and it, make, it just makes it so much more difficult to run your, whole, your offense as a whole. Who's going to get the one seed in the AFC, uh, Sam? Who's going to do it over the last couple of weeks? I think the Patriots will probably keep the one, but I think it's probably going to go down to the wire. Um, I think both those teams are likely to win out, I would say. Okay, the AFC North is as uh, interesting and tangled and chaotic as uh, it has been. Um, the Bengals 9-4-1, and one, the Steelers 9-5, and five, the Ravens 9-5, and five, and the Browns out of it now at 7-7, um, seven and seven, really. Uh, the, the Bengals' slight advantage, this despite the fact they're playing with a quarterback who isn't putting up any numbers, isn't really a threat to the opposition. Is this a sign of how amazing this team could be, or is it a fluke? I, I mean... Maybe those aren't necessarily di- diametrically opposed here. What do you think, Ian? <laughs> they, they've had a we- as weird a season as anyone. Dalton's been a mess, and he's had some historically bad games. At, at the weekend against Manziel, he's fortunate that Manziel didn't play well because the story would be all about him otherwise because he wasn't playing well in that game. I think you look at the Bengals, they've had a bunch of injuries too, so it's hard to really say that the roster is that spectacular because they're missing guys like Marvin Jones and Tyler Eifert. And the de- defensively, they haven't really been as, as good as they have been in recent years. They're just they're one of these AFC North teams like the Steelers who can lose to the Jets, lose to the Bucks, and lose to the Saints and still be in the playoff race. And the Ravens who have kind of slumped their way to where they are. I think, I think the AFC North in general has benefited from playing the NFC South in their schedule. So they're getting a bunch of easy games, except for the Steelers who keep losing to them. But So uh, you're kind of looking at the record and you're seeing one thing, but then you're looking at the displays on the field and you're seeing another and it's kind of part of part of the reason why you're kind of only looking at the Broncos and, and the Patriots in the AFC because otherwise you, you typically do look to the AFC North for for playoff teams like the Steelers and the Ravens have shown in recent years. Yeah, I have a feeling that the Ravens are going to click into form here. The the uh, Bengals have the Broncos at home this week and then are at the Steelers. I think um, on the final day of the season or the regular season, so they're two tricky games. But uh, the Ravens are at the Texans, who are effectively effectively out of it. Yeah, yeah I think they, they are. More or less, well, they have Tom Sa- well, Case Keenum, so yeah, they're out of it. Um, and, I'm sorry, I'm just looking for, they're, they're at the Browns on the final day. Mm-hmm. So, that's a nicer, much nicer, look, yeah. it's insane trying to pick games, but, um, and so suddenly, the, if the Ravens do make it, then they're emerging with, they've come from, they're battle-hardened, they're ready to go, they know exactly what it takes. I hate all those teams, and I hope none of them make the playoffs. But it seems like all there seems like a remote chance or a strong chance that there will be three AFC North teams in the playoffs, and we'll have to watch them. And I don't. Steelers are great to watch. Levy and Bell should totally be in the MVP conversation. Okay, I'll give you them, but I, w- I don't like the Bengals and I don't like the Ravens. They, they don't. They don't give. They don't inspire anything in me. They're just. It's just they're the best of the mediocre teams, mid mid table average. Nothing going on. I hope I would love. I, give me Alex Smith. Give me Kyle Orton. Even Rivers. Any of those teams. I don't know. I just that division doesn't make any sense. I don't like them. Yeah, you're not getting uh, any of those quarterbacks. It looks like um, who are going to make it. Unfortunately, no. They've left it too late, and they've had too many crap games. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm not. 
I don't know what to do. We uh, The whole Colts-Texans thing had been hyped up as Andrew Luck against J.J. Watt. It didn't quite play out that way uh, at the weekend. I think Watt had two sacks and Luck didn't play well, really. But um, Well, Tom Savage happened. Um, what the, Ryan Fitzpatrick broke his leg. Yeah. And the he's not the head of the RT authority, Tom Savage, but some random guy who I don't... Do you guys did you know anything about him before that game? I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, he he played at Pitt and he was um before the draft he was hyped as this guy who's gonna potentially go in the second and first round and the simple reason is he's big, tall, has a strong arm and can throw the ball fairly far. And that as we saw at the weekend, that's basically what he does. So he doesn't do anything else. And as they do, the Texas lost and that's their season done, I guess. Yeah. Not, so, a, not a bad first season for Bill O'Brien. For your buddy. No. No, they got a they, they got a decent quarterback, and yeah, I don't think Fitzpatrick counts. Who who's the Texans? Yeah, you know, and they get your clowny back. Maybe let's uh, let's talk about the Seahawks, who um, were so they won seventeen seven against the 49ers at home this week, but they were trailing at halftime, and they weren't amazing, actually. And in that first half, Frank Gore was able to rush. Colin Kaepernick was able to rush. San Francisco looked like they were kind of okay. Uh, and in the second half, the Seahawks just became the Seahawks again. And I don't know, maybe Keen, I uh, expected a bit too much from Seattle. Uh, you know, I, I actually thought they were going to annihilate San Francisco, having pretty much annihilated them in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. I, I think there might have been a sense of the Seahawks kind of dropping off a bit because they've been so hot recently, they've been so good, and it's a divisional game against a very familiar opponent. Even if the 49ers aren't good, they've played the Seahawks so much over the past couple of years, they'll know how to attack their schemes, how to pick on certain players. And I think you just kind of saw that at the weekend, but once the talent kicked in, just the Seahawks had a relatively comfortable victory. Sam, what did you, what's your assessment of where the Seahawks are in this phase of their evolution at the moment? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see the Seahawks look fantastic this year. I just don't think they're that good. Um, I think they're good. They're they're a pretty good side, and in the NFC, they might be about as good as it gets. I don't think there's any truly fantastic team in the NFC um, unless Green Bay really goes on a run and, and stops, kind of eliminates the bad games from their their play. But it might be enough to get it done and it might be enough to get them all the way to the Super Bowl, especially if they overhaul Arizona and end up winning the division um, and, you know, at least get the home playoff game to begin with. Otherwise, like I think at the moment, they're scheduled to travel to the Saints who are going to end up winning that division probably with a losing record. But that's not a game I'd be massively confident in if I was the Seahawks because, you know, I don't think they're that great. And as much as the Saints have struggled at home this year, they're traditionally very good there, um, especially in, in prime time or, or really important games. And, of course, they've got that famous beast mode game to, sure. to kind of get revenge for. So that would be a really intriguing matchup if that happened. Who knows what the hell is going to happen in the NFC South? <laughs> I, uh, Tampa Bay, you're out, right? Just about. Carolina, they're pretty... We're going to rule them out? I don't, I don't think so, because... Um so let's just look at the schedule here. The Panthers, it's just a shame they can no longer win with the five, ten, and one record. The Panthers are at the Browns. Sorry, it's Browns at the Panthers this week, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to win that. And then on the last day of the season, they get to play the Falcons. Oh, in Atlanta. So that'll allow them to catch up on the Falcons, who are going to beat the Saints this week and then lose next week. And then I don't know what the story would be with the so, records. So the Panthers go seven, eight, and one, and they win the division. 
That's your vision here. Yeah. The Saints lose their next two games. Uh, the Saints get beaten by. They, be, they get yeah. beaten by Atlanta. Yeah. This week. And then they need to lose one more game. And I'll tell you who that's against. Oh, at the Buccaneers. I think there's a pretty good yeah. chance that the Saints somehow rescue this season and end up finishing eight and eight, which would just be depressing given how badly bad that division has been. Actually, I think they'll probably win it seven and nine because I think they're going to beat the. They're definitely going to beat the Buccaneers, right? The Buccaneers are going to tank to try and get a better draft pick. You would think so, but nothing is guaranteed in the, the woeful AFC South. Take nothing for granted. Just a, a quick word about the Lions before we... The Lions play the Bears this week, and we expect the Bears to be a, a mess, right? Given everything that's gone on there. Presume. Where the, was it the offensive coordinator who had to apologize, crying to the whole team for having comments attributed to him about, the, uh, about Jay Cutler being crap? And then he didn't get fired for this. And then they go, well, he was kind of telling the truth, actually. And they bench Cutler. Things have changed a lot for Mark Tressman. 12 months on, there they had an abundance of riches. Josh McCown, Jay Cutler last year. Now, Jay Cutler has been proven as a fraud. And Jimmy Clausen, back from the dead. And the, the the wheels will come off. I, is I don't. He could lose his job, right? If if they go, if they lose out, if they go five and eleven. I think he will lose his job, regardless of what happens. It sounds like they're they're going to can him. Things didn't. Not a great. They called the sophomore slump in America. Yeah, they. Um, it's. Uh, I think Tressman has benched Cutler to to try and save his job because I think his job is all but gone at this stage because the Bears have looked like one of the worst coach teams in the league and they obviously made that huge investment in Cutler but now he's trying to to, to get good displays with Clausen to say oh it's all on Cutler blame Cutler so the last two games are vitally important for Tressman but I think Cutler is tied to them for the next two years anyway so he's not going anywhere. The Lions are going to beat the Bears this week and we expect the Packers to bounce back and, and win again. Uh, this weekend yeah I mean it's all set up all the NFC is going down to the wire more or less you know and is it I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, Packers Lions last in the last week Lions at the Packers yeah so it's going to be great it will be great unfortunately they always win at home so the Packers yeah it's pretty straightforward isn't it well well, I'm sure there'll be a few amazing Aaron Rodgers passes along the way that you know the game might be in doubt but I think it it seems seems certain but I'm don't know. The Lions have won a lot of weird, lucky, bad games. And you wonder if fate might be on their side. The one last thing that I'm kind of wondering about then, is so you were proven right about the Arizona Cardinals. They're, Thank you. They've made it there. Um, yeah. That might be the end of them, though. Well, we've got Ryan Lindley playing this week. Yeah. So I know um, I know Bruce Arians was saying that uh, Drew Stanton could lead the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Don't know if... I, haven't, I don't know if he's as bullish about Ryan Lindley, but they, like... Seattle is not a team who's going to outscore you. You know they're not going to bl- they're not going to blitz you fifty six nothing. You know they the Cardinals proved last week twelve points is enough to win sometimes in this league. So well you know maybe they get a fluky defensive touchdown. Maybe they, I'm not I'm not sold that the division is over. That Seattle are, is that is a dead cert that they've got it. Yeah, maybe Cardinals playing Forty Nineers in the last day of the season. It's unlikely that's going to mean anything to the Forty ers who are in disarray. But a situation where the Cardinals get the wild card and travel to one of Atlanta or New Orleans and lose that that um, that wild card game is a sad state of affairs. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't happen. That's how I mean, Arizona's season can still swing massively. In the, I think one more win secures them a bye. 
Mm. Whereas, you know, if they lost lost the last two games, they don't just lose. They probably don't just lose the bye, but they lose the division and end up having to travel somewhere for a wild card game. So they can go from, you know, a free bye into the next round to traveling to a team they probably wouldn't be favorites for in the course of the next two weeks. One of the uh, best things about NFL is that two weeks ago on Thanksgiving, the Eagles annihilate the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, in Philadelphia, the Cowboys come and destroy the Eagles. It makes no sense. No. (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, you would presume the logic of sports is that teams play better at home. Actually, the Cowboys are really good away from home. Like a 7-0, I think. So this week, the Colts who've already got their, you know, they've got the third seed more or less sewn up. They're not, I don't think they're, they have any real chance of home field through the playoffs. They're traveling to Dallas with nothing to play for. You would presume the Cowboys, even without DeMarco Murray, will kind of steamroll them. But we've, if anything, that Eagles game proved that there's there's no logic in this league. Yeah. Uh, one, last- one of the significant um, aspects of that turnaround was Tony Romo, before the Thursday night game, he, had, he Tony Romo before every game has been taking a painkiller injection in his chest, I believe, for his back and for him being old, basically. And before the the Eagles game at home on the Thursday night, he couldn't take it because he had taken it on Sunday evening. It's that kind. It's that kind of strength. So the difference between him last week opposed to him two weeks ago was massive, absolutely massive, simply because of that painkilling shot. Yeah, and Romo was clearly better than Mark Sanchez. So yeah, that's that's, that's been decided. Advantage Dallas. Uh, Des Bryant also first time he'd ever scored three touchdowns. Um, not not a bad way to remind everybody that you want to get paid at the end of the season. That, yeah, hi, I've got a contract to negotiate. Anybody want to come up and talk to me? Uh, Washington are three and eleven, and they now have RG three in again. And the coach clearly despises him. Is that too hard? <laughs> I, I, does he want to get fired? I think is he trying? Maybe he want, he's got plans for next summer, and he just doesn't want to deal with the job anymore. I've seen, yeah, people have kind of gone back and forth on that. I think there's a pretty good chance that he's trying to get himself fired at this stage. I mean, the way the front office uh, and the combination of the front office and the owner have basically cut him off at the knees in terms of RG3 and said, no, he's playing whatever happens, make it work. That, you know, and, and his contract is fully guaranteed. So if he gets fired, he keeps $19 million, whatever happens. All right, well, then I'm so, in favor of that. I mean, if, yeah, if if that happens to you and somebody comes out and completely undermines your authority publicly, I think there's a pretty good chance he's trying to get out of there. What do you do for the players? Do you play harder to prove them wrong? Or <laughs> do you just lay down, get steamrolled, and get, get him out of there because you're going to be around next year? Like, How do you get your – what's the best revenge on uh, Jay Gruden? I, I think for them it just, it just doesn't matter at this stage. They're – Sitting there at three and eleven, they know that the, the whole thing is a mess. Whatever happens, I, I doubt it. I doubt they have the capacity to kind of collectively play well or bad. They're just going to get killed. So it turns out there's four good quarterbacks that play NFL professionally: Peyton, Brady, Rogers. Look, that's four. Yeah, you're squeezing Breeze. You're squeezing Roethlisberger. No, Joe Flacco. Ben. Blackers on a good run. Jimmy Clausen. And that's it. <laughs> that's the number nine, the magic nine. Boom. Got there. Got there in the end. Folks, great stuff. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah. Take it easy.
All right, time for mixed picks. Uh, the news for me is not good. Beaten last week. Um, I picked St. Louis against Arizona, minus four and a half. That was a bad pick. Yeah, not the only one. one. Yeah. New England, minus seven and a half against Miami. That was a good pick. Smart. What we did say on the St. Louis game was, though, that Arizona won't be really able to score, and St. Louis will surely get enough points to beat that spread. Yeah. Now, Arizona didn't score. They only got field goals, but St. Louis were terrible. Yeah. Seattle, minus ten and a half versus San Francisco. Ten-point win for them. Yeah. Chumps. I was watching that with interest, knowing, hope, hoping that they would take knees. Hate that. Um, Hate that. That's twice actually you've been burned on weird kind of games. The um, the, <laughs> bron- the Bills and the Broncos last week, the week before that. Oh yeah, you're sort of there or thereabouts, but unfortunately, just the, pa- uh, the Packers annihilating. Um, uh, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, like t- too far ahead to bother showing too, yeah. up in the second half. Uh, you got to feel good about those losses, though. Like you know, you're you're along the right lines. Nick Lawson, St. Louis won on New England and Bengals versus Cleveland. You picked the Bengals to win. I did thirty nil. That was smart. You gave out to me about it last week. I did, yeah, because it was it was the most idiotic pick I could imagine. Well, why? I, I didn't realize Johnny Manziel. Manziel was playing. That's yeah. exactly my my logic for it last week on last week's show was completely completely justified. Yeah. as it turned out. Yeah, just where are the Browns in this week? <laughs> I just realized. They're not on the Browns. list because we don't have a line for Carolina Ow. because we don't know whether Cam Newton's going to play or not. I would take Carolina whatever the points are. Really? Even with uh, Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson's great. <laughs> Compared Reliable. to Johnny Manziel, Derek Anderson is a Rolls Royce. A good line about Lovie Smith's first year in Tampa Bay. It was like, you know, no matter what you do this year, you're keeping your job unless you lose to Derek Anderson twice. Donny had the Giants <laughs> minus seven against Washington, which was a win. Yeah, that's smart. What was the... It's a closer game than it might look on, on paper. But. I can't remember the result now. RG3 ran in at halftime, exactly, and fumbled on the goal line, which was originally given a touchdown. Then Call they back. took it away. Uh, Santana Moss like was literally fighting a referee, got kicked out of the game. There was war as they went in at halftime. Classic Washington stuff, really, but that game definitely could have went the other way if uh, if that didn't happen. ODB has three touchdowns, two? Three, I think. There was one uh, that actually got called back, mm. and at precisely the same moment that that got called back, Roddy White scored a touchdown. I was playing Billy Joe mm. in a playoff game, and that closed the gap to suddenly it was a thirty-point gap. Suddenly it was like, ooh, it's about sixteen now. Mm-hmm. This is this is back on. Right, balls, and then ODB scores two more touchdowns, and it was never in doubt from that point forward. Uh, Donnie wins on that one. Has a push on the Texans plus seven against Indy. This is a bit controversial because no one can really figure out. No, so you're just lying on this one. No, my gut instinct all weekend was seven. That's yeah. all. That, that's just what was in I, my I, brain. I will say that if it's, um, I thought that they won the game by six. I think I actually think there's a possibility Donnie might be screwing himself here. That there's a possibility the line was six and a half when we did the podcast, but we we, didn't we, we have no evidence of it. It ended up on seven. We have to go with that. Eagles minus three and a half versus Dallas. <laughs> A loss. That was that we discussed that there in the first part of this podcast. Yeah. How stupid Des, it was. Des killed you in this one, but Des won you a very important game. In yeah, fantasy. I uh, knocked off the number one seed in our fans in this fantasy league that we play in in the playoffs. Um, it was a game I won comfortably in the end, but it hinged on one play. Jordy, Jordy Nelson dropping a ninety-four year ninety-four yard touchdown pass. This is one of those good leagues where you get. Ludicrous extra points that would have been like a thousand point touchdown. Yeah, because you get the nine and a half points because you count every 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 half yard. Yeah, Uh, you get six for the touchdown, touchdown and then you get a super extra bonus point for it being two points for 
it being over yeah. 80 yards. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think it might you be might get three. three. Yeah. So you get one for being between 40 and 50 and two for... So that would have been a 20-point play. One play alone. I think I won by 15 or something. So, hey, that them's the break. So you beat the number one seed. So Danny scraped into the playoffs as the number eight seed. Mm-hmm. And now he's uh, in the semifinals looking, co- looking good. I controversially traded for Des Bryant. Presuming it's going to mean I traded him for a second-round draft pick next year, which means I'm probably going to be relegated next year. Hopefully. <laughs> but I'm playing for today. Yeah. And Des, when, needed, when I needed him most, he came through for me. So come here, you wouldn't let me moan about this in real life, understandably, but now that we're in this place where we talk about our fancy things, can I have a quick word about my relegation? Go for it, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I've, yeah, look, I understand, but I'm pissed off. We finish, I finish on, in second last place, on points difference. Six and then, nine. No, five and I nine. Five and nine. So not great, you know. I mean, I'm not really defending myself here. But another guy also finished on five and nine. The guy who has all the picks next year. That was his. That was his uh, gamble, I guess, to sacrifice this season. But very get very close to getting relegated. In fairness, he was like five and five when he made that call. Yeah. In in the consolation playoff that we are in, so I lose out with the same record. You know, I, I lose out on points difference. We go in and play each other the following week. I don't even pick my team. I win it by about 40. Ah, you didn't pick your team. You just ruined your argument. Well, my team was my, my team was actually pretty decent at the end of the year. If I had another week, I think I would have got out of it. In that same league, I'm also in the consolation playoff. But yeah. I had a bye last week cause yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know, know why. So, uh, But all my wide receivers are injured. So I picked up um, New York Jets. Former, Eric Decker. I picked up Eric Decker. Watch the annoyance of Donny, who's fighting for the semi-final in the championship. It's like, how dare you play on yeah. till the end of the yeah. year? How dare you be a member of the league? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I kind of agree with him, in fairness, because I uh, just got screwed by James O'Connor in the other league. So. Just before we get back to Mick's moaning, I've, I got a, moaning, I've got a quarterback dilemma. Peyton Manning is my quarterback, right? Who's your, on your bench? Well, I didn't have anybody, but I brought one guy in this week. Johnny Football. RG3. Oh, we'll talk about RG3. Would you start RG3? In over a playoff Manning. semi-final over 70-year-old Peyton Manning on a Saturday. No. Peyton, Ma- Peyton Manning's playing Peyton. Monday night against Andy Dalton. See, I changed my fantasy playing strategy about this season. What I used to love doing is just doing crazy things. The wild, living dangerously. Or being stupid. And or being stupid. Well, this year hasn't worked out that well for you, though. You well, finished last in one league and scraped into the playoffs well, in another. I, well, I was mid-table. Mediocre. But, I, but what I did, started doing this year was being conservative. If I can just get 100 points, oh, Fred Jackson's on the on the, on the the trade uh, market. I'm going to get him. Those kind of, the Frank Gores, the Fred Jacksons, the Trent Richardsons. Just guys that are just going to, the Seattle defense. Seven points. Just giving me, you know, just ch- accumulating slowly rather than having the big ODB kind of guys, you know? Yeah. Now I'm wondering. Now that I'm now that I now that I can sniff the the playoff glory. You want to go back? Yeah, maybe Leopard that's the way to do it. Change the spots. Yeah, I'm away there. No, just I. I this is a. Should have been relegated. It's a point of order, right? No, playoffs. but here's the thing: I am relegated, right? That those those are the rules of the game. I am out of the league now next year, so it doesn't even bother me. I suggest that the consolation playoffs it makes the season longer as well. Stand for something. I agree. Everybody's in I them. Agree. I said this at the start. You're so stupid, you Irish people. You're so dumb. It means you're rewarding losers. What? It makes no but sense. But we had the same wins and losses, you know? We had the same wins and losses. He had a slightly more points than me over the course of the year. There, there I beat be... him in a head-to-head. So what are you proposing? I propose that... The first pick goes to the winner of the consolation playoff. 
No, well, no, I'm saying yeah, we've got yeah. relegation. I'm saying let the relegation go through the playoffs. But you can't do it. It's impossible. Why not? At what point do you get relegated? I suppose... The, the two people who get knocked out in the first round. Maybe. There's yeah. only two people who get knocked out. So, last plays fourth last, second so last plays fourth, third last. Fourth, so can, fourth last, what did you get into the playoffs with? I was eighth. And what I was, was eight and eight. So, fourth last could technically have an eight and eight record against somebody... Who finishes last with a one and? But you should beat a guy who has one and fifteen. When I I have sympathy. You should, but what if you don't? If like Des Bryant, well, maybe only maybe only if you're on the same score, then you play each other. <laughs> In your one case, I have sympathy. That would happen regularly because they would often they would automatically play each other because they're on the same score, so they're bound to be beside each other in the seeds. To an extent, I have sympathy with you. This is what I think is <coughs> there's no way one playoff game should decide one person's uh, existence in the league. Yeah. That's off the table. What isn't a bad idea is if you're on the same record that you play a fantasy consolation head-to-head in whatever, week 15, and the winner of that stays up and the loser goes down. Well, how about that then? I think Go that, forward. I think that if, if that can be engineered with the technology on the website, I think that is completely fair. But sure, like you, you just have two games and yeah. you see who has the most points at the end of it. Yeah. You well, just have like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have, to, have to be either. an auto, a computerized game. Um, look, I think, look, I think there's something to that. I think but, you know, over maybe, the off season, we'll the league. I'm relegated. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I, I just pointed um, out flaw in the that system. There should definitely be some way of like. Also, yeah. making the season longer and more exciting for everybody, but the top guys is making the season longer is definitely a good. Like I, I won that league last year, so I've seen it on both sides. Of mm-hmm. Constellation playoff win, constellation playoff. You, my friend, are going to be in the constellation playoff next year, guaranteed. Given away your second. Pick and we'll see. No, who are your keepers? RG three in the fifteenth round now. <laughs> I've got uh, Rashad Jennings going to come back strong. Charles Sims, oh, yeah. big year. So I traded Andre Ellington for Demarco Murray, as we all know, as part of a big deal that I lost out on. Right, the guy who bloody picked up Ellington when he went on IR dropped them. Oh. He didn't know he was a keeper. He was a he was worth a fifteenth rounder. That was one of the reasons why he was still he was as like he was as. As uh, valuable as Murray, who was a second round pick. Oh my! God. Yeah. So anyway, he's sitting there now, ready for to be in the draft next year that I won't be in. One of my keepers last year was Jay Cutler, who yeah. had turned into Fred Jackson. But Jay Cutler has uh, one of the guys in the league. PJ Brown is playing Mossy Quinn in the other semifinal. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to PJ today, and he was just he's taking Jay Cutler all the way to the to the semifinals. Yeah. And then he's got the news. Yeah, what's he going to do? Is he going to play Jimmy? He's looking at Jimmy, I think. Oh, God. Jimmy or Josh McCann. He made it last week with the last half second uh, touchdown to Cutler. Cutler. Yeah. Made it by a half point yeah. or something. Cutler's garbage time killed him. Or, or got him through. Uh, so, Jeremy and you are playing each other in oh, that yeah. consolation Actually, playoff this week yeah. uh, that I am through yeah. to the next round in despite being already relegated. But far more importantly... But far more importantly, we're, we're also, also playing, playing the semi-final <laughs> of I'd, the GA League. I'd forgotten about that until uh, you mentioned it there. That's odd. So... Uh, is there... What do, no prize money for second? There is, yeah. There's, yeah, I think... Uh, I, think if, I think if, you, if you're in... I think everybody gets their money back if they're in the playoffs in yeah. that league, and then there's something there's like a 500 300 split split for first and All second. Right. So and I don't know, I can't remember what third. So is. we're playing for 200 quid. Wow, Jesus. Okay, I'd rather not think about the money. But uh, here, here's here's my real problem with this. Now I'm I'm genuinely worried. Our projections are about the same. I think our teams look very similar. You're stronger in receiver. I'm stronger in running back. I've got Matt Forte playing on a mess of a team I've got Alfred Morris who seems to have signed out for the year thank God I've still got Levy and Bell quarterback's the biggest problem 
Kaepernick's done. He's finished. He was mm. in the first half last week. Right. Seven points. Watching touchdown. I can't. I can't keep him going. Getting me ten points a week. Sean Hill got mm. six points or something last week. I had a buy. I don't know. I didn't really study it, but not worth. It. On my bench for the entire year without playing one mm. snap on my team has been Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, so you're going to pick. Him. He's suddenly yeah. back in. He's playing at home to the Eagles, who you can score points on. I haven't decided yet, Jer, but. Griffin go, could go Griffin could end up being a serious factor in my and the problem is I've been this like unstoppable juggernaut all year in this league I've been like I'm eleven and three uh, putting up 150 points every week oh yeah it's it's been it's it, it's actually been a great experience I've never had a really good fancy team before but now it's suddenly come down to my first playoff game and I feel like the bloody monster hurling champions or something that's been sitting waiting for six weeks oh, yeah. as somebody behind me builds up momentum and comes to, to comes to catch me in Crow Park do you have a great team or do you just, do you just have Levy and Bell no no sorry points? when I say great team I mean having the team that wins every week and the yeah. team that I you know that, that has like 100 point wins sometimes and all like that it's it's a nice feeling I haven't really had it before on any kind of a regular basis I haven't been the first seed before it's nice anyway look I think it's a very even game I'm very scared about it and I think that the previous record is kind of drawn out, drawn out the mm. window with my quarterback slipping all the way through Ellington and Morris was my I was gone between them on flexes both of them Ellington's gone Morris is doing nothing and I'm just really worried about Forte he's kind of knocking around nine points a game at the mm. moment he's not going to have his best mate just dunking the ball to him for the whole game this time God only knows what Jimmy Bloody Clausen will do well, and and also the Bears have the Bears are a mess. They've nothing to play for, like except for their coach, who they probably all don't even like that much. So it's a worry. I've still got T. Y. Hilton. I've still got Julian Edmund. I've still got Greg Olson hmm. with hopefully Cam Newton. Olson's had one of the best seasons of any tight. He's end. the second best quarterback on our tight end on ESPN, which is crazy. Yeah. I would say I think Jared's going to win. I don't know. You need RG three this week. You can't go. I can't go eleven points out of Kaepernick or whatever. Yeah. No, you need something. Uh, you, need, you can't go nine points. <coughs> you could finish with minus points uh, with. To Griffin, yeah. like I mean, Do you know, that's, I heard that's, a brilliant thing. I'm sure you all listen to the same podcast uh, on fantasy football, to whatever. Fantasy focus. Focus. Uh, Stephanie Bell yeah. sat a, a D when she only had it was a 16 team league, so all the teams were gone. She had. Somebody crap uh-huh. might have been Miami. She sat them one week. They got minus six, so that was just a zero for her. Yeah, she was genius. She took won. the zero. Yeah. yeah, minus six would have screwed her. Yeah, I never. I, but I've only got minus points once from my defense all year, so I, I like I'd still rather take the chances are you'll get three or four. Uh, yeah, I see. I've had the Eagles and the Dolphins, so the Eagles. They've been pretty good. If you yeah, start RG three, I'll start RG three. Okay, we'll talk Come about it. Look, I, I'm, he's in my team at the moment. He is in my team at the moment, but I won't really look at it until Saturday afternoon. Well, that'll be too late, Michael, because the game's tonight. No, no the no, game is Saturday. on Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday. Sorry, yeah. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah, two games on Saturday night, which is great. Unfortunately, the Chargers and Niners isn't as good as the, it was when they selected it a few weeks ago. Hey, so this is our last fantasy chat of the year. Yeah, well, unless, like, I mean... Well, we'll be... Yeah, I suppose, We might yeah. be having a recap here in January, but the season... Will be over. Will be over. Oh, that's sad. So... Probably, the listeners are probably delighted. But. You and McKenna or uh, Philip Jordan will be rich. 
Yeah. Oh no, I would. I would be very confident of beating both of them. You're the person I'm looking at. Ah. You're the person I'm scoring. Ah. Mick's like, I'm not thinking beyond this game now on Sunday. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I am I, thinking beyond. That. I said if I can get past you, I'm gonna win. <laughs> All Ireland. Uh, Ewan's team is falling apart. It's got yeah. Demarco Murray, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Um Demarco's gonna play. He looks is, like. Yeah. Well, he went went he to practice will. today. Yeah. Catching the ball one handed with his totally fine hand. Everybody's like, oh, he's got it all one handed. It's the other hand, mate. Uh, right. Did we do these picks? No. We didn't do them. No, we just. What uh, the hell? We're excited. I apologise to the listener. Let's do the picks. Donnie, you go first. I feel like I always go first. So okay, I'll go first. I've actually got them picked for a change. Oh, he spent hours outside. That was the thing. Hours. I've been doing my job. So, I'm going to start off with the Minnesota Vikings. Plus seven points at Matt, the Miami Dolphins. Matt Asiata. Mm. He's going to win the championship for me. Oh, God. Oh, I had to start. So am I going to be rooting for the Vikings while also hoping that like Asiata just falls over every time he gets I the ball? I had to start Kerwin Williams. and Isaiah Crowell last week got me two points because Manziel is such a chump. Yep. Manziel, by the way, I'm sure you talked about it, but just I watched an awful lot of that game. And it was just... I've never seen somebody so out of their depth. Like, I mean, he just <laughs> cannot... Like, well, it's very early in his career. Yeah, like, don't write him off, but... I've never seen somebody just so unable to read an NFL defense. Like, we, I mean, the lads were hitting him, hiding from him almost like to run and take the interceptions. It was terrible. So, I'm going to take the Vikings. The Vikings lost to, they got hammered to the Packers, I think, in week six. And since then, their losses have been by one, eight, three, and two points. So, and they've won, I think, as many games as that during that time. They're a feisty team that isn't really getting that much credit they should have won last week at the, yeah, the Lions. at the Lions um, they had a long field goal to win at the, which they didn't get but they should have just won the game anyway the Lions could be the number two seed in the NFC um, I think the Dolphins were terrible against the Patriots last week and also that was their only chance I can't imagine that they're going to be that motivated here now that they're out they kind of threw away the season a little bit I like seven points with the Vikings there I think they could actually win the game uh, my next pick I had a lot of trouble with these picks it's a, it's a Hard weird week, week. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Ravens at the Texans. So we don't know who's going to be quarterback for the Texans. Uh, they brought back in Case Keenum. Uh, the I wouldn't like to take the Ravens against the Texans plus 5.5 on the road. Normally, Gary Kubiak, though, is, um, you know, he was the coach of, he's the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. He was the coach of the Texans for six years or something up until last year. I, he might know... The how way to to, how to stop yeah. JJ basically is what I'm going for, and I think that the Texans' offense will be a non-factor in this game. The Ravens need to win out. Yeah. I think Kubiak could be the difference. I, hopefully, they'll win it by a touchdown. So I'm going to take them. And then my last pick is the Bills again on the road, again with five, um, giving five and a half points to the Oakland Raiders. Bills like are what they've done this year has been awesome you still wouldn't be mad into trusting them on the road but look the Raiders the Raiders seem to get up for certain games and that's all they do and they get hammered and everything else so I'm going to go with Kyle Orton Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Flacco what am I doing all on the road this could be a one and two week the Raiders I needed a late touchdown from the Raiders last week and I got one to take points off oh I needed more though it worked out in the end. Yeah, we should just say actually we, we never mentioned that the te- the standings are very close. Donnie is sixteen twenty three and three. I am sixteen twenty four and two. Donnie's a half game up, and Jerry, you're fourteen twenty six and two. Mm. You're a game and a half back. No, two, two and games. a half back. Two games. Two and a half. 
which is not very much time. Two and a half back from Donny, yeah. Well, we've got we've two back that. from you, which is uh, two just, from me. Yeah. Just don't want to finish last. That's all I care about. Your team, you're going, Jer. Last. All right. Uh, so I've been riding the Pats, New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Pats minus ten and a half. Mm-hmm. This is idiotic. They always, the Jets always play them hard. It's a, an important spiritual game for the Jets. Yeah. So, Could be uh, Rex Ryan's last game at Foxborough. I'm going to be there. And then it's, oh, it's yeah. in Jersey, by the way. It's on Foxborough. Oh, mm. that's right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be there, but there's a plan to go. Well, flying in his, Saturday. His last, his last Patriots game. Mm. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay are two and zero against Aaron Rodgers at home. Okay, plus ten and a half points. Sorry, can I just check that stat again? So I read, I read it on Twitter, so it must be true. Tampa Bay are two and zero against Aaron Rodgers at home. Yeah, but well, Aaron Rodgers has played more than two seasons. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, but Tampa Bay wouldn't be playing them every year. No, they're not in the same division. You're right. Yeah, Pardon and me. also they would rarely be the same Pardon level. Me. So I'd imagine those games were three and six years ago. Pardon me. Okay. Go oh, ahead. Uh, sorry. Possibly even more than that. I'm scrapping the Pats, right? Oh, oh what? I'm scrapping the Pats. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus ten and a half mm-hmm. against Green Bay. Home dog. I'm going to go with the San Diego Superchargers plus a point in San Francisco. Interesting. I don't like that game. And I'm going with. It's either Arizona or the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos minus three at the Bengals because I think the Bengals are shit. <laughs> you're like refusing to take evidence on board when you're talking about the Bengals. Hmm. I had them. I had them. I had them underlined as well. And I'll tell you why. This is a must-win playoff-style game on national television on a Monday night. And this is the exact time when Andy Dalton normally completely collapses. I have to either start Andy Dalton or Mark Sanchez against Mick. Or Carr from the Raiders. Carr against the Bills. Bills, pretty good. I mean, they shut down Rodgers and Manning last two He's weeks. Amazing, I, I yeah. would stay away. Yeah. Now, uh, the, are you not worried though that Tampa want to lose? Ah, They're ten, number one pick half, at the moment. Ten and a half points. Yeah. Green Bay aren't good on the road this year. No, they've been awful. Yeah. So you can see Green Bay winning by... Seven points, nine points, ten points, but not ten and a half points. <laughs> they definitely won't win by ten and a half points, I'll guarantee you that now. No. So you've taken all my picks. Ah. So what, I, with them. what I'm going to do on the fly. <laughs> hey. So you were going for Bucks, Chargers, and Broncos. Well, between the two of you, I was thinking Vikings, oh. thinking Ravens, thinking Cardinals. Well, Cardinals, thinking Broncos. But anyway, give me the Cowboys minus three Yeah. against the Colts. Give me the um, the Lions minus eight, the Jimmy Clausen Bowl against the Bears. And to round things off, I will take the... Take the Cardinals. I have them circled here. Plus seven and a half. Seattle, not great on the road. I think mm-hmm. I'm playing quarterback for the Cardinals this week. Uh, right. It'll be 9-3. It will be. Hershkill kick three field goals. Two good defenses. Yeah. Yeah, but like one offense that won't work. The Cardinals' D will score. They'll run in two kick returns. I'm taking the Cardinals. You talked me into it. Oh, my God. It's okay. Anyway, that'll be the pick that wins. It'll be, we'll be Owen. Oh, oh. I kind of hope you're right in that Cardinal. I'd love to see the Cardinals, like, the number one seed with, like, you know, no players on offense. Well, I'd give them a... Is, is, there's no chance of Stanton. Is he out for the season totally? I didn't actually read what happened to him. Stanton? I, Doesn't I, sound I, good I, for him. I'm 100% him. sure on him. I don't right. know if they put him on IR yet. I don't think there's much of a downgrade for So him you went for all three different picks. Yeah. To say, the Colts have nothing to play for this week. That's why they'll probably win. 
Yeah. yeah. Andrew Luck doesn't strike me as the one who's going to take a, a week off, particularly when his form isn't amazing. I don't like the Cowboys at home. Nah. The, like, I mean, the, the lads probably talked about this, but the Colts can definitely throw all over the Cowboys. Cowboys 7-0 and on the road. I just seen that there a few minutes ago. That's incredible. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so we're back. Week when? 16. Woo. We're, we're, we're taking a Christmas break. Yeah. We're going to email our picks next week. Yeah. We'll have a post-New Year's edition in. Yeah. Wild card special. Oh, Which, yeah. so and are we doing? Are we doing picks for wild cards? Oh, yeah. We're going the whole way to the Super Bowl. We're right? going. To, we're going all the way to, going to the Super Bowl. We're going to Arizona. Right. So things really pick up, but you don't. You know how you don't, you can't dismiss ninety five percent of the games. No, and we might start getting accurate with the uh, with this stuff. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Happy Christmas. We love you. Okay.